Joshua chapter 9 verse 1 And it came to pass when all the kings that were beyond the Jordan in the hill country and in the lowland and on all the shore of the great sea which is the Mediterranean Sea in front of Lebanon the Hittite and the Amorite the Canaanite the Perizzite the Hivite and the Jebusite heard thereof too that they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord all of the pagan kings said hey we need to pool our resources together and fight Joshua and fight the Israelites as one. Otherwise, we're not going to win. And we need to do it now because they've just taken two cities and we don't want them to take any more. So they had a plan. Two, that they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua, with Israel, with one accord. Three, but when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done unto Jericho and to Ai, four, they also did work wildly and went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wineskins worn and rent and patched up. The people of Gibeon, which are pagans, they had a different plan than the kings. Instead of fighting the Israelites, they wanted to make friends with the Israelites, make a covenant with them. They pretended that they were travelers from a different land who did not live in Canaan. They're going to try to make a covenant without Joshua knowing who he's making a covenant with, and he won't realize he's making a covenant with Canaanites. They dressed up as if they had been traveling for a long time. 5. And worn shoes and clouded upon their feet, and worn garments upon them, and all the bread of their provision was dry and was become crumbs. They got moldy bread, worn out clothes, worn out wineskins and all that stuff, patched up things. They tried to look like they had traveled a long way. 6. And they went to Joshua unto the camp of Gilgal, and said unto him, and to the men of Israel, We are come from a far country, now therefore make ye a covenant with us. 7. And the men of Israel said unto the Hivites, So they're Hivites from Gilgal, Peradventure ye dwell among us, and how shall we make a covenant with you? The men of Israel were telling them, What if you're actually tricking us, and you actually live here? How can we make a covenant with you? 8. And they said unto Joshua, we are thy servants. And Joshua said unto them, Who are ye, and from whence come ye? 9. And they said unto him, From a very far country thy servants are come, because of the name of the Lord thy God. For we have heard the fame of him, and all that he did in Egypt. Now that part is true. They have heard the fame of God, and all that he did in Egypt. And they do want to be Joshua's friends. The only thing they're lying about is saying that they're not Canaanites. 10. And all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites that were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon king of Heshbon, and to Og king of Bashan, who was at Ashtaroth. And remember, Ashtaroth is a pagan god that they would sacrifice their children to, and they would also have satanic sex rituals in his honor. And that's the land that they conquered and that the three tribes took over, the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the Manassites. 11. And our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spoke to us, saying, Take provision in your hand for the journey, and go to meet them, and say unto them, We are your servants, and now make ye a covenant with us. 12. This is our bread we took hot for our provision out of our houses on the day we came forth to go unto you. But now, behold, it is dry, and it has become crumbs. So they're saying, Look how shabby we are. This should prove that we traveled a long distance. Now the red flag here is that they never name the country that they're from. But again, Joshua has made the mistake of not asking God first. He's going to make a decision without asking God. So this is going to teach Joshua a better way. Eventually, he's going to start asking God before he does anything. 13. And these wineskins which we filled were new, and behold, they are rent. And these are garments, and our shoes are worn by reason of the very long journey. 14. 
And the men took of their provision and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. So the men saw what was worn out and they didn't ask the Lord, is this true or not? 15. And Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live. And the princes of the congregation swore unto them. Now they have a promise. And if you break a promise, you're a liar. Joshua and the princes cannot break their promise to these guys. 16. And it came to pass at the end of three days, after they had made a covenant with them, that they heard that they were their neighbors and that they dwelt among them. The other people in the area said, Oh yeah, they're Canaanites, they're Hivites. 17. And the children of Israel journeyed and came unto their cities on the third day. Now their cities were Gibeon and Chephirah and Beeroth and Kirith Jerim. So there's four cities that these Hivites came from. And they're looking at it and they're like, Oh, this is where you came from. 18. And the children of Israel smote them not, because the princes of the congregation had sworn unto them by the Lord, the God of Israel, and all the congregation murmured against the princes. They couldn't take those cities because they had made a covenant with those men without knowing where they were from. And then all the people are like grumbling. How could you have made a covenant with them? Now we can't take these cities. 19. But all the princes said unto all the congregation, We have sworn unto them by the Lord, the God of Israel. Now therefore we may not touch them. The princes are saying we can't break our promise because then we'll be liars and we'll be cursed, which is true. Isn't it sad that today keeping a promise is of no value anymore in our society? But to them it was a big deal. If you said something, you did it. End of story. 20. This we will do to them and let them live, lest wrath be upon us because of the oath which we swore unto them. 21. And the princes said concerning them, Let them live. So they became hewers of wood and drawers of water unto all the congregation, as the princes had spoken concerning them. They said, We can't kill them because we made a covenant, but we will make them our slaves. They're going to chop our wood and draw the water for us. So these guys became slaves to Israel, or servants. 22. And Joshua called for them, and he spoke unto them, saying, Wherefore have ye beguiled us, meaning you tricked us, saying, We are very far from you when ye dwell among us. 23. Now therefore ye are cursed, and there shall never fail to be of you bondmen, both hewers of wood and drawers of water for the house of my God. Joshua says, You're cursed for life. You guys are going to be slaves to Israel for life. But they get to live, and that's the beauty of it. That's all they wanted. They just wanted to live. Kirith Jerim is mentioned in the Bible many times. Beeroth, Gibeon, these cities are going to get mentioned again. And we'll always remember when we hear these city names that these people were pagans, but they didn't get destroyed because of this covenant that was made with Joshua. But they did become slaves to Israel. 24. And they answered Joshua and said, Because it was certainly told thy servants how that the Lord thy God commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Therefore we were sore afraid for our lives because of you, and we have done this thing. They're saying, The reason we lied to you was because we wanted to live, because we knew that your God had told you to kill all of us. We, we lied so that we wouldn't die. 25. And now, behold, we are in thy hand, as it seemeth good and right unto thee to do unto us do. So they're saying, you can make us slaves, do whatever to us you want. We're just glad to be alive. Life is all we could expect. We're happy. If we're going to be slaves, fine. 26. And so did he unto them, and, and delivered them out of the hand of the children of Israel, that they slew them not. Joshua said, nobody can kill these people. They're going to be our slaves. 27. And Joshua made them that day hewers of wood and drawers of water for the congregation and for the altar of the Lord, unto this day in the place which he should choose. 
They even had to do it for the temple and the tabernacle too. So the Israelites got a little benefit out of it. And that concludes Joshua chapter 9.